This is episode number 24, part two of Demona Hoffman and I have a podcast. Yo and hello, I am Vinny Podestivo. This is I Have a Podcast. And in our last episode, I introduced you to Demona Hoffman, a podcaster, a dating coach, and an on-air personality. We discussed how she pivoted from one profession into another and how she's grown her audience over the years. And in dating, in podcasting, and in life in general, I think success comes from how you frame yourself in a unique way. It's not just what you want to talk about, but what your audience wants to hear, what they need, what their true needs are, and how you can meet them. And just like dating, get to know them, listen to them, and don't be afraid to commit. I I find that a lot of people are not thinking about the audience first. I'm always like, it's not, it's never about me. It's not like, well, I want to talk about this. And I come to this place eight years later, having probably made the wrong choices and in, in times in the past, but it's not about what show I want to make or what I want to talk about. It's about what does the audience need to know? And who, who do I want to be my audience? Who do I, who do I think would benefit from this information, these conversations, who who would get this? And my audience has also evolved over the years. And I continue to listen to them. You know, this is why I have a dialogue. I really have an open dialogue. I have people submit questions for my show. And partially it's because I, I love doing advice. That's, you know, the column I have in LA Times is an advice column. I love doing that. But I also love hearing what are you what are you thinking about? What are you struggling with? What do you need to know? Because that actually does help steer the content that I'm making. Um, you talk about um, knowing your audience, and um, there's two two ways I'd like to approach this conversation. One is um, when do you feel like you truly know your when when do you know your audience? Like how do you know your audience? And then the second part is like, can you explain? the benefits to why it's important to even project who you want your audience to be, because like you, if you could, if you could pick an audience, like pick, pick the audience you want. And there's, there's part of picking your audience and there's part of your audience picking you. So can you walk me through a little bit about it? Cause you've had several podcasts and they must be different experiences, right? Different conversations, different. Oh, yeah. Energies. Yeah. They're, com- they're completely different um, audiences really. I, I can talk most about dates and mates because that is a hundred percent my audience that I've built versus um, I make a living. I, that I took over that podcast in season two. So there was always, was already a, an established audience for that show. Plus it's an established brand. It's a, you know, accounting solution that a lot of entrepreneurs use. So that to me, I was like, I need to speak to the audience that's already there Dates and Mates really evolved based on the responses I was getting to certain topics. And I've always believed in inclusivity and wanted to create a space that was that really spoke to a lot of different people's experiences in love. I will say at the beginning, I, you know, there's all these marketing experts, right? And people who will tell you, like, this is what yeah. you should do with your business. And 
uh, people, I was like, I want to be really well, inclusive. I'll say there's answers everywhere if you look for them, right? There's <laughs> answers everywhere you look. <laughs> right? And and you also- so be careful where you look. <laughs> I feel like, you know, comparison, what do they say? Like comparison is the enemy of, I see, I, I'm not good with quotes like that. But <laughs> if you are looking at what other people are doing, you're always going to be like, I'm not doing enough. So I was like, you know, this person's making this much money coaching and this person's podcast is number one. And like, what do I need to do? And I was instructed to to really fine tune my audience, which is a smart, smart thought process, but to really focus it in on like, look, you got to have women or men. And I've just always been someone who's really gender and inclusive and inclusive of different orientations and different, different, um, you know, just different lifestyles. And I was like, I don't know, like, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to make people have to declare like I am a cisgender, you know, straight woman looking for a man. But that was kind of the direction because that's all that was out there. That was the direction I was pushed into. And then I feel like I developed an audience that wasn't really mine necessarily. So as mm -hmm. I've, I have moved into topics that are a little bit more in alignment with the way that I look in the world, at the world, I have developed a, I have a lot of queer listeners. I have a lot of, I have bisexual listeners. I have transgender listeners. I have people that choose not to define their, their orientation or their, um, their gender identity at all. And I love that. I love that this can be a safe place where everyone can get love. And that, and I, and now I work with the OkCupid brand, which I feel like has also been, been on that path for a long time. They were like the first to add different gender, um, you know, selections on their app. And I love that like now it feels like, ah, this is, this is the, my audience. Like I, yes, I still speak to straight cisgender women, but I like that it, it doesn't have to be defined by the way that other people told me it has to be defined. And that has opened up the possibility of a new audience of people that also feel the same way that I do. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's interesting when you talk about um, you know, landing on an audience that isn't necessarily your 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 audience, and I'm uh, sort of put into a place where I'm like, I can imagine people feeling like needing to serve their audience and maybe being always off or feeling disconnected. And I can see how people feel like they might not be doing a great job at communicating a message if the audience isn't receiving it. And it's a great awareness to say maybe it's not you or your message. Maybe it is the wrong audience because. The wrong audience in front of the right message will give you a bad result. Yeah. Like I remember I did an episode on politics and dating because at the as Trump was running for office, we didn't know what was going to happen. But yeah. there was it was a really charged time. I mean, still, we are more divided politically in relationships than ever before. That has now taken a bigger, like if we look at the OkCupid data, people are more likely now to date outside of their geographic area than outside of their political, 
political area. And that there's never been a time in history where that was more true. It's it's surpassed gender. It's surpassed religion. It's the most important thing to most people on their list. And I was feeling that. And and I felt like my audience needed to know that. And so I did a topic on um, on politics and love. And I got a couple of very nasty responses and and you can read them on my reviews if you'd like. And people were like, you shouldn't talk about politics. It has no place in dating. Like I'm here to listen to dating. And it was like, but you can't extricate that. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. I have to talk about politics. And yes, it's not necessarily like I have this conversation with my producer a lot because I feel like my show is not a political show. It's not there. I'm not there to to promote my political agenda or perspective. But again, it's about inclusivity. I am I would be doing my audience a disservice if I didn't at least raise the question and create the platform for the conversation to unfold. So that person probably unsubscribed. <laughs> but you kind of have to know the difference between what is one person's offhanded comment and experience and serving the larger audience. And, and it's sort of, it's a dance to, to thread those two, those, those different um, points of view. I, I love um, that you said to discern, you know, the volume of this one person's voice, because the people who complain do tend to be the loudest. <laughs> way more so than happy applause. So exactly. it certainly can feel, you know, like the whole world is coming down on you just because, you know, one person from who had one, you know, bad day and, and an interesting upbringing that led to an interesting perspective, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yes. You know, to really change the energy out there completely. And I'll admit that's been um, a challenging thing for me to embrace as my brand has gotten bigger and, um, people see me more places. <laughs> like it's amazing. Also with social media growing at the same time, how much, um, agency people feel to attack, not only what you're doing, but also like everything about yourself. Like I did this episode. Uh, so I'm, I'm the love expert on the Drew Barrymore show and I'm just there, Vinny, I am just there to help people. I'm giving them my <laughs> advice from 15 years of coaching people on dating, predominantly helping people through the use of dating apps. And like, I got this, this one person that was just hella mad and they were like, <laughs> your dating advice is trashy. Dating apps are trashy. Also your hair sucks and you're probably not a very good mom. I was just like, why? Why do we have to go there? <laughs> you're probably left-handed. You probably don't even like the color yellow. You probably <laughs> you probably spell, spell correspondent wrong. <laughs> it is Ridiculous. so extra. Ridiculous. By the way, it's everyone's an expert. Everyone's an expert, huh? Right. <laughs> but so I'm extra. like, I'm also like, do I, I think we really need a cultural <laughs> shift around this of just like, I mean, and I've observed this not even just, yeah. just with my own content, but like people are like, Oh, I was trying to, you know, bitch about Peloton instructors and everybody on the page like jumped on. I'm just like, why do you need to bitch about Peloton instructors? Can you just accept that they're doing their best? <laughs> they're doing their best and trying to help you. And can that be it? But, you know, it's just a <laughs> it's a you touchy know, time. I was going to say they need to be taught creative feedback. 
you know, creative criticism. You know, that's a beautiful painting and I love those colors and a different palette to do that in might be these over here or, or that's a wonderful direction. And there's a wonderful, one of my favorite clients, Peter Thomas Roth, he says this to me, Vinny, that's a great idea. You know, another way to do it is <laughs> since, since we're throwing in expert opinion here, you know, another way to go ahead and do it. Coming from the background in traditional media where we did have to do that. Yeah. We learned that skill set, but a lot of people have that eye now or that ear and haven't gotten the rest of the education. And so I just like to like, it's kind of like the, the do no harm philosophy. <laughs> and I really yeah. do listen to my, to, to my listeners. Like if you really have listened to my show and something I've said, like I, there was an episode where I misgendered somebody and a, more than a couple of my listeners uh, realized it and wrote to me. I'm not offended by that. I went back and I rewrote, I re yeah. uh, recorded the episode. I, I, I did uh, an apology on Instagram, you know, and I really aimed to fix my mistake. At the same time, if people just ha are like, How you know, cool that they I knew they could reach out to you. Right, right. Because I really am listening to my audience. And if if they are like, I really need information. This is why I, I like creating the dialogue and having people submit their questions, because then I really know what they need to know. They're like, have you done an uh, an episode on interracial dating. Have you done an episode on this? And I can say, yes, I have. I mean, there's pretty much no topic in eight years that I have not covered. So I'm like, yes, I've done that. But I forget because I've been <laughs> doing it so long. Like to me, two years ago, I'm just, it feels like yesterday, but I'm like, oh yeah, that was two years ago. And I have to sometimes go back through my library and pull clips or I'll say, you know what? I've realized I haven't talked about this in a while. This has been Demona Hoffman and Vinnie Potestivo on I Have a Podcast. Tune into our next episode to hear more of Demona's strategy to building a successful podcast audience. Thanks for listening to I Have a Podcast. For more information about today's episode, visit us at IHaveAPodcast.com. If you like what you've heard, follow us or subscribe to be notified of our next episode. And we appreciate any kind reviews.